You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I am so delighted about today's show. I'm talking today with a woman who needs zero introduction, just this beautiful light in the world and her her courage and bravery and, and radical, radical stance and faith. And we love to see that here. You know, that lights me up. It, it lights you all up. And I know that you're hungry for more examples of how to do that and where to turn. And, and so we're, we're going to keep pouring that into you as much as we can. Um, Dr. Joy Pugh is, is like I said, this light, like you'll, uh, in a second here, we'll bring her on and, you're, and you'll, you'll feel, I know you can feel it now, but the, the dynamic uh, personality that backs up just the wealth of wisdom and experience and, and dedicated service to so many amazing areas of this expansive transformative times that we're in. Um, so you're not going to want to miss any aspect of this. So make sure you're, you're settled in and you're listening and, um, and, and, and ready for, for, the, for the wave that's about to overtake you as, as she and I kind of collide in this space of synergy, because we're going to talk today about transcending disability. And you all, if you've listened to me for more than a minute, you know how passionate I am about encouraging all of us to see beyond what we think we're looking at. As, as I've said, you have to be willing to stare something in the face and deny its existence. This is how this works. Jesus talked about an upside down world, right? This is, this is how it works. It's like we talk about inside out, right? You literally take everything and just turn it inside out. And, and that's the vision, right? That's, that's how spirit moves through us and allows us to see things much more clearly than what we've been programmed to, to look at. And, and it works, folks. Like I know things are crazy right now and it's chaotic and it feels insurmountable, but there is a place you can go and a vision that you can hold where it doesn't feel that way. And, and you find yourself delighting in the miraculous, even in the midst of, of, of what is just incredibly ridiculous and, and almost indescribable. It, it, the juxtaposition is so incredible and that freedom that you get to feel when you rest into that is pure magic. And so I invite you all to really ping on that piece. We may talk about things you don't know if you agree with, and that's fine, but allow it to expand your heart and expand your mind into new spaces. Because if you're feeling overwhelmed by where you're sitting, maybe you should sit somewhere else. And and, and how do you know how to do that if we don't introduce these ideas to you? So take a deep breath and, and we're going to dive into this and hopefully offer you some perspectives that perhaps you haven't entertained before or strengthen your conviction in ones that you currently are entertaining. Um, Joy, I, I can't express my my pleasure, my delight in being able to share this time with you. I know your brilliance and stuff is going to come through as we start talking and it'd be impossible to encapsulate you in an introduction. So instead, I'm just going to let our audience feel you. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Oh, listen, thank you for having me as your guest. And I look so forward to talking to you about all the research and things that I've been doing for quite a long time. So I'm excited about this opportunity. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. We will definitely be the, the benefactors of that. And so in, in alignment with, with our show protocols here, what are your superpowers? Well, you know, I think that probably uh, the, the one thing that God gave me is not being afraid to take a stance. Even when everybody else is falling outside of the boat, I'm still standing in the boat, you know, standing for what I truly believe is the truth. So I think that he gave me that internal fortitude to not give up, 
my father absolutely was one of those kind of people who taught you that the word I can't does not exist. <laughs> mm. So I guess I would say that that goal oriented um, to empower people, to teach people, to coach people uh, really and love my fellow man. I feel like I have great discernment about people and how they think and how they are emotionally involved in things because I've been through a lot of things myself and that allows you to get a real grip on how you yourself handle situations. So sometimes um, I may be outside the boat and everybody's in the boat. (laughs) I kind of walk to the beat of a different drummer and (laughs) and it's not a negative thing. It's just that it's allowed me to see the good in all people and Mm. the things that are most important for us in this life that really go a little bit deeper than what we stop sometimes stop and think are important. And my works about. I think that that's probably where I have that little bit of a superpower uh, uh, capability. Oh, I don't think it's a little bit, my dear. I don't think it's a little bit at all. In fact, I'm seeing you standing in the boat being like, get back in the boat. It's like comparable to Jesus going, um, move the net. Like, just move the net. Like, like, just move the net. Like, it's not difficult, folks, you know? So, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, we honor your courage and and, and just the, the number of areas that you you dive into that are really loaded. You know, you, I mean, not just your work um, in, in spaces around really helping this kind of this idea of transcending disability, but, but also in your work of, of prophecy and really helping people understand, like, that we do have a roadmap if it's a map that you choose to believe in and look at like it, it it's present and available to you um those are i mean those are and that's just a couple of the spaces that, that you've traversed like those are some really significant arenas to find yourself thrust into and in one of my deep studies as i've pursued human psyche and human behavior for many decades is um you know what is it that determines when somebody will continue to stand and speak and, and and when what determines when somebody won't have the courage to do that and and it's 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 odd because until people are in the forging process you don't really know how you're going to respond and um you may think you do you know but but we get surprised and so i you know as you were speaking i really was holding that like like i mean i'm sure well maybe you're not like me but but i'm thinking you might be in the sense of like why you like what why are you willing to do that because you can you can point to all the life circumstances and and all of that but ultimately you could have chosen differently in every single one of those moments have you have you come to any sort of conclusion about why you like what is it that has you standing when others won't well i think that it probably started when i had a really strange dream when i was six years old about the end of time and that I felt like that I really saw Jesus and heard his voice and that I really had this understanding about something that was going to happen in the future that was going to be very serious and that I myself was here for a purpose and I wanted to know why. And as I began to pursue that growing up and going through school and then, of course, studying through my education and things, I found that there were people who were also looking in those same directions with no really a direction to go in. And I'm like, you know, that I believe that God gave us everything that we need to know, but we've got to sometimes take initiative to find out what, what it really is a little bit deeper. And so I was willing to take those next steps to find answers to the difficult questions. Mm -hmm. And then the more that I did that, 
I found that we are all very connected to each other, that we are God's children. And he did not really want us to have to go through such terrible things that we're having to go through. But to get us back to paradise is absolutely something we've got to do. And so to encourage one another not to give up, to not believe that, you know, we came from an ape, not to believe that we're just grains of sand floating on a, you know, an ocean and, and onto the beach. Once you get science and religion kind of connected, and that's what I did with, and I still do with my research and my, my books and work that I do, it really proves really that what the biblical scriptures have been, that science is catching up with it and literally proving that. So there's this aspect of people when they feel like they're, why am I here? And why is this happening? And, and they get that depressive uh, mentality. It mm-hmm. seems that if you can make them see this internal thing, this internal spirit that lives within all of us, that we really can do much more than what we ever thought we could. And that was one of the reasons that uh, when I worked with a handicap for a little over 13 years, I began trying to help them transcend what their bodies had said you can't do, but what their internal spirit may say if they believed in it and in and, and that kind of thing enough where it could take them. And what happened was I started seeing people with broken bodies start to fly in their spirits. And then all of a sudden what psychologicals, Uh, and what uh, analysis as far as behavioral uh, assessments and those kinds of things would say, well, this person, let's just say if they were a Down syndrome, that they could only have this capability and nothing else. Well, all of a sudden, those parameters, when I was able to expand opportunity and make them believe, they went so much further than Mm -hmm. any psychological evaluation could have ever said they could have gone. And all of a sudden, I'm like... Oh my gosh, this means if it's within them, that same spirit is also within me. And I found out at an early age when I was in college, because I had a, a, a group of individuals that were in the most adaptive physical education class when I was doing my undergraduate work. And, you know, I was going to have to teach them how to play softball and be in a special Olympic competition. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about the most broken bodied people you can eat, you know, you can even envision. And I had to break it down into the skill levels that would allow them to learn just to pick up a ball, much less <laughs> throw it or hit it. <laughs> and what happened was by the end of the work that I did with them, and it made me stop and look at how are things really learned? How do we really get better? What is it within all of us that sends us to a greater and uh, much greater height? And what I found was the, the spirit. It wasn't about your, your limited capability, there was something in there that drove you to not give up and drove you to take that chance. And if someone mm-hmm. said, yes, you can do it, that you tried to please them. But in doing so, it took you a little bit further than what you believed in. And, you know, <laughs> when I finished with that group of people, I was like, now, if I had what so-called normal athletes who were not handicapped in any form or fashion, I could have won if they'd had the same mental states of belief that those broken people had. I could have won every state championship, every national championship. Nobody could have touched us. And so that set the spark within me to go, okay, 
I'm limiting myself. I believe in, oh, well, I just can't do this. There's got to be other ways. And I had seen that happen in my own life because my mother wanted me to play the piano. And I, I, I was playing the drums when I was probably about five years old and I wanted to play guitar. And so I'm a, I'm a musician, so I play a lot of different instruments. But she wanted me to play classical music. And my teacher was a classical music teacher. And so she, you had to learn to play all the, all the notes and follow the stuff. And I was just, just, I was like, this was just driving me nuts. I hated it. And she would have to make me sit there and sit there. And I'm like, I just don't like to do this. I want to play something like Romeo and Juliet. I want to be able to sing, you know, some beautiful song at church. And I'm so busy playing the notes and listening to all this stuff. I hated it. And, and, I, and I wanted to do it. So what did I do? I finally quit because I didn't want to do it anymore. So if I had just said, okay, it was not meant for me to do that. I don't have that talent. It's just gone. But later on in my life, after I had learned to play the guitar, I had taken lead guitar lessons and then decided to learn to play chords instead of the lead because you were so busy doing the same thing. I had a person stop me and say, well, Joy, can't you play chords on a guitar? Well, here's a you know chord book. You can play it on the piano as well. I'm like, what? <laughs> now I can play any song that I want to with chord music. You give me all the notes and all the stuff and all... I would have never learned to play any song well. And so it taught me that all of us learn in different ways. And sometimes we box people in and expect that that's the only way that you can teach somebody. And then you limit their capability. I saw that in my own self. If, if this had not come up in my life where I now play for church and play organ and written my own music and have an album, you know, I would have never done any of that had I just said, I can't play the piano. That classical Beautiful. music, I'm me. I, I'm just out of here. I would have given up something mm. that is so important to my life and has been so important to my life and which led to me writing my own music and and producing an album and it just, and, and being able to play for people and do specials and bless people's hearts. I mean, I played for uh, weddings. I played for funerals. I played for uh, graduations, things that I would have never been able to have done. Mm -hmm. So it taught me by working with handicapped people to look at other areas of my life that I have felt defeated in and go, maybe there's a different way. And even when I was working with the Special Olympics in the 13 years that I write about in this particular book that I've just released in August, which is called Special Parables of Joy, Triumphs of the Disabled, I explain that, you know, for example, everybody has a natural talents. And uh, like teaching somebody to play golf. Well, there's certain places that you put your hands on a golf club when you're, when you're actually training somebody in those particular uh, skills. Well, someone that has a natural talent may not hold the golf club quite like the book says do it. And if you try to change their natural talent to fit the book way to do it, they probably can't hit the broad side of a barn. Is what we say in South Georgia. <laughs> so, you know, and then if you let them go back and use their natural talent, you know, they could knock the ball, you know, 200 you know, feet mm. down the, the fairway. So, I've learned that even in working with handicapped people, when we would do the individual specialized plans for them, that you need you to look, don't keep saying, well, this person is, let's say, Down syndrome, or this person uh, has this uh, level of uh, mental 
problem or, or whatever, don't say, well, every Down syndrome can never play the game of golf. Uh, because, you know, I, in my book, talk about two Down syndromes became Georgia um, state champions. Beautiful. And, That's and incredible. They, and they were able, they had their own uh, PGA handicap. I mean, they could go out and play with anybody using their handicap on any course anywhere in the United States. They knew how to pick their clubs, how to get ready, how to keep the score, the whole nine yards. Those were things that psychologicals and behavioral assessments, when I first started working, would have said they could never do that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to – that's such amazing work that you're doing, Joy. I, I want to make sure we have a chance to dive into that further. We need to go to a quick break. Before we do, though, where can people go to find out more about you? Well, my website is www.drjoy, and it's D-R-J-O-Y-E. It's joy with an E, dot com. And also Beautiful. my Facebook page is Joy, J-O-Y-E. Last name is Pew. It's spelled P as in Paul, U-G-H. And on Facebook, you can keep up with all the work that I do and all the research. I just I, I keep a lot of information on my uh, Facebook page. And then, you know, if you have a question, you can also message me there as well and, be a, and do private message with me. And I try to work with people that are having issues uh, that way. So beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. To get a hold yeah, of I think I, I think three letters in joy just wasn't enough for you. So you, you needed to have another letter. So, well, I'll tell um, you if, after the break, I'm going to I'll come back and I'll tell you why my name is spelled J-O-Y-E. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, we'll touch on that after the break, folks. We're talking with Dr. Joy Pugh today about transcending disability. Obviously, you're not going to want to miss the rest of this conversation. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Perfect. You're listening to Disrupt Reality. I'm Tonya Don Rekla, and we're talking today with Dr. Joy Pugh about transcending disability. And before the break, um, Joy, you said some really remarkable things about uh, when we were talking about how how is it or why is it that certain people will stand in the fire and others don't? And and, and I, had, I had traced it back to really a beautiful combination of discipline and faith was kind of a consistent thing that we were seeing in people who really were willing to walk through that forging process. But you said something fascinating, and I wonder if we scratch the surface even further with those folks, if we're not going to find a direct experience. Um, I wonder if that's what fuels it, because you talked about the experience you had when you were six. And, and you know, it, it, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to incorporate that into our empirical research, because I, I suspect that those who willingly stand in, in the face of things do so with the conviction of a faith that is so well founded on experience that it's undeniable. Um, and so, so that that's, I'm going to pick the mantle up on that one. I, now you have me curious, but, but a lot of things you were talking about 
um, you know, that you, I was reminded of a book that, that we recommend a lot called Stealing Fire. And it talks about that flow state of groups coming together. And, and it's, it, that's what you were talking about capturing um, amongst a group of athletes, right? Like, how do you, how do you get that? And the only way to do that folks is through spirit. If you look at it this way, there, there's a place where we all exist as one, right? Children of God, we're all there. And in that there's cohesion and there's oneness and we're connected and we see it and it's magical. We don't have to think so freaking hard or judge so much or blame or anything else. But as we, as we kind of filter down to, to what we perceive of the world, the only thing that can really exist there is separation because we think that we are separate from each other. And so, so that's what creates all this, you know, angst and, and rubbing up against each other and friction and things and blame and pointing and, and all the grossness that, that we're seeing. Um, but you don't have to sink into it, right? When we talk about transcending that, we're not saying, oh, you're going to leave your body and go up to heaven right now. But what we are saying is, you know, be in the world, but not of it, right? You don't, you don't have to let the world dictate what you perceive or, or what you think about yourself or others. And, and all it takes is in every single moment, not feeding that fear, right? Fear is what drives us. And if instead we look through love, we will always see the connection because spirit is going to show us ourselves in, in, in that other person. It's going to show us God in, in that other person. And then it's undeniable, but you and you alone have to make the choice to not feed that fear and instead feed that vision of love, feed that filter of love. And, and um, you're also, we, we, we didn't, we haven't worked in that same space, but where we've seen the exact same thing you're talking about is um, our daughter started business at two when she came to us and asked for business cards. And we said, no. And um, she said, well, why not? And we said, cause they're for adults. And she said, well, why? And, and that's about where our lives again did. It was like, uh, I don't know. I got nothing after that. Right. I, I don't know. And so when my husband, Justin, and I couldn't come up with a good reason, we got our business cards. And so she, you know, started networking and stuff at business conferences that we attended. Well, you know, fast forward, she's 10 and, and has a best selling book and is uh, three years into her podcast with over 200,000 200, downloads monthly. Like, like, so, so with, as you were speaking, it, it dawned on me, like, that's the exact process we used with her. We didn't, we didn't look at her first through whatever paradigm or box she was supposed to be in. And what we found was, the amazing capability these young people have when we expect to see it in them. And in, in, in early on, I caught myself saying things that, you know, I would, I would, that, that we were clients were coming to us to help them unpack. Right. And I'm, I'm looking at my husband going, wait, why would we parent her in this way only for her to have to go and like unpack this later on in life? Like, can't we just reverse engineer this thing and like, and like mentor her into wholeness. And so we just, that's kind of the track that we took and it's worked really beautifully. So anyway, that, that, that was a whole lot about this synergy that I feel with you. Um, and of course we teased the audience before the break about, about your name. So, so please share with us why the E enjoy. <laughs> well, it's most interesting before I was born, of course I, I'm 63 years old and, um, Back in the day when someone was pregnant, they did not know whether they were actually going to have a girl or a boy. And so I was my mom and dad's first child. And uh, about, I guess, a couple of months before my mother was to deliver, uh, dad had a dream. And in that dream, he was shown me what I would look like and that my name was to be Joy, spelled J-O-Y-E. So when he awoke from the dream, he told my mother what I was going to look like. 
and that he had been told to name me Joy. And, you know, most men want to have a, have a son. <laughs> so anyway, when she was in the delivery room and Dr. Sams came out and got dad and brought him in there, she, of course, she was holding me and looking at dad and he was like, oh my gosh, it's my joy. And he did not even give me a middle name, which everybody has a middle name. I use my maiden name as my middle name now, Joy Jeffers Pugh, but he did not give me a middle name because he was not given a middle name to give me. So my name was uniquely Joy, J-O-Y-E, Jeffress. And, uh, and, and I just find it very unusual because that was not a spelling of joy that was prevalent <laughs> in the little South Georgia farming community. And, um, and, you know, my mother would always tell me uh, that, in fact, she didn't tell me that until I was later on in, in life because she said, I didn't want you to think that there was anything more special about you than other children. <laughs> I wanted you to believe <laughs> in who you were. But she said, I want you to know this, you know, when she decided to tell me when I was older, what really happened and how your name really mm. became what it was. And she said, and I feel like that God has chosen you because she had started seeing the path that I was walking and where God was leading me to do the work that I was doing. And she would always tell me, you know, you are joy. Don't forget mm. joy. And so that just really, you know, when she told me that I was just, I was just, wow. I mean, you know, I, I would just sit there and look at her. And of course my, my grandmother came in and said, yes, we made the decision to tell you later in life and not let that be something that you thought about or thought about that you would, wouldn't, you know, worry about or think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if anything, it just gave me an understanding that there was a reason for what God put me on this path to do. And it is to bring joy and hope to people, even in the days when we may be facing some of the most tragic tribulation type things that are going to happen and continue to get worse, to be like Paul and Silas in, in prison, even knowing you're going to your, maybe could be going to your death and have your head cut off, that you still have that joy within you that is a is a faith and a hope of knowing what the future really is and we're so used to having quick uh gratification we've forgotten what it's like to have delayed gratification and even though the things that you go through when you have that joy and that hope and faith in god it can help you through any situation i mean it might not make you stop crying at that moment and we all have great sadness and, and gee, have I had those things in my life myself, mm. but it was that internal spirit that holds on to those things that can get you through those nights when you don't think you're going to live through the next second. Mm -hmm. And I had to live that in my life uh, with my mother with cancer and my grandmother with Alzheimer's and then my husband who took a flu shot and developed a neurological condition from it. And I had to stay up and did not sleep for almost a year and a half because I had to be up suctioning him with a feeding tube, all kinds of stuff in my living room by myself with no hope of anybody coming in to help me. I had to do it all by myself. And when you go through that and you go through that, I don't know that I can take the next second. When you don't have that faith and that internal fortitude, you cannot do what God needs for you to do. And I literally feel like he took me to that, 
the very end where you're almost fixing to fall off the cliff and did you just want to give up and jump or did you keep believing I can stand? Even though the rush of the water is coming at my back and that's a long way down, I'm going to stand against this flood right by myself because I believe you are with me. And having worked with a handicap helped me see and feel and know that God was there. And, and your spiritual, you know, talk, the way that you talk with the Lord. A lot of people, like you had mentioned, don't believe in, um, in, in this gift of tongues or are praying in the spirit. But I'm going to tell you, when you pray in the spirit, God is so manifested there with you. You get a strength. That is unreal. I mean, it gives you this chill bump feeling that you can stand, even though everything's coming around you and everything is terrible, 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 terrible. It's almost like you can surpass anything you could ever imagine. It's like people who have, you know, a child that gets run over by a a car and they go over and lift the car up because they have this Mm -hmm. huge capability. You know, I saw that with handicapped people that all of a sudden they would have this capability that was just beyond what they Mm -hmm. have been able to have done. And that literally, once you see it, it's kind of like maybe when, um, you know, all the disciples saw Jesus and they saw him. And then, you know, you've got Thomas and the Dalton Thomas situation, that kind of stuff. Um, seeing is believing sometimes. So some people have to see to believe. And I think the more that we can share the miraculous and, and, and cause you yourself when you get in those situations to turn to your prayer language, to reach out. Because when you're talking with God through the Holy Spirit like that, and that spirit is manifesting in you and that word between, which I truly believe is between you and God. And I talk about that a lot in my books with the pineal gland and, and different kinds of things uh, with that, with, you know, um, in regard to religious kinds of things, not mm-hmm. third world, uh, third eye kind of stuff, but but between you and God, that God, you and God literally do have uh, a, a prayer language together. And that's something when it's a prayer language like that, that Satan cannot understand that. He literally is not in the mix of you and your communication with our creator. I mean, he just can't break that, like a party line. He can't get into that. <laughs> and he tries. You know, but one, yeah, that's, that's another event in South Georgia. We used to have party lines. And everybody, if you were on the telephone and, and you were talking, they just pick up their phone and break in. And if you didn't oh, want them to oh. listen to the conversation, you'd hang up. So, but so I knew what you were that. talking about. That was awesome. <laughs> but you have to be kind of older sometimes because people don't have an idea. Like, What's a party line? So, I mean, they would literally listen to your conversation or sometimes they would hit the little thing to try to get you to hang up. And then some people would come on and say, I have an emergency and you would hang up. So they mm-hmm. would the phone. But that's what Satan's after. He's wanting to get on the party mm-hmm. line that we have <laughs> with God. And if we don't use that prayer language in such a good, positive way, and I hate to see it. Some churches just don't believe in, in speaking to God in that prayer language. That's right. Um, and, and they right. well, they're afraid of it. They're afraid of it because we 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 liken it to to paganism and everything else, and all the words that people use to say us not them, us not them, us not them, and that's that divisiveness. And if you if that's front and center for you folks, I'm going to recommend that you take an elevated perspective because 
what Joy's talking about can only be seen at those higher perspectives. You you hear from us because we talk a lot about frequencies and stuff like that and dimensionality because that's how a lot of people understand this and relate to it. And and if if you can envision this, what what she's speaking about is that when you're in that direct connection, like we we've had experiences where we can be in conversation and if we're you know we're there and we're with God and it's happening and it's moving and and some person hits a fear thought or something comes in and disrupts it and one falls out of that synergy that's gone the information's gone it's like poof and so i i we've had direct experience with exactly what you're speaking about that there is a place where when two or more of you gather in my name there also will i be and that power is undeniable and the information there like the truth there the um the, the support that exists there only exists there, right? In that synergy, and that is that connection. Um, and and, it, and it, you can hold that in all things. And I think that those of you who've touched on that, either in your prayer life or, or however you move through the world, um, a lot of times we separate those experiences out from our day-to-day. And what's being called for right now is the integration of that into the day-to-day and, and we're being called to live in that. Um, Joy, like all I was hearing while you were talking was like, amen, sister. Um, and I'm not, I don't know what's being crafted here, but it's pretty powerful in the sense that um, my experience with with Neva was very, very similar. I was driving back to work. Justin and I worked together at a uh, counter-intel special agent course. And as I'm driving back um, from lunch or something, um, I heard her name. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't, I, it, it, it was her name. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. And, and I just kind of kept driving. And then I was, my mind kind of took it and ran with it because my grandmother's name was Reva and my mother's name is Nancy. And so those together, you know, Neva. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's kind of neat. But I didn't, you know, it's kind of just a weird thing. Well, and then come to find out later, I was pregnant. And we were walking around together. And in, when she was in utero, and people would stop us on the street and say, do you know who you're carrying? And we're like, what? And they're like, there's mm-hmm. angels around you. Like there's light coming off of you. And we're like, huh? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> like we were government agents. And it's like, what? What? It made no sense, you know? And and that just started us on this whole trajectory where, you know, the the experiences that she brought into our life of, we saw instantaneous healing when, when she got burned really badly one night and we sat up with her and the entire host of heaven was in that room with us. And, and she was fine the next day. And it's like, ha- what? Like, how do you explain these things? And and then you have a child who's seeing angels and talking with angels and it's scaring her. And as a parent, you're like, I, I don't have any, I'm not equipped to deal with this. The only place you can turn to is God and say, hey, what do we do? Do, do, do we need an exorcism or does she you know, need to be straight and narrow? Or what, what are we looking at here? And we had a real choice to make. Either we were going to meet her in that space and honor what, what, what God had obviously gifted her with and figure it out when we were had no clue what we were doing or we were going to destroy that in her and, and we made a decision. And so it, and it, and when you have that perspective of like, you don't, you don't have to understand it. In fact, understanding comes after belief folks, understanding comes after the commitment. When you take faithful action, then you can understand, but not before you don't get to rest your faith on understanding. It will never work. Um, So those of you who are standing on the sidelines and waiting for proof, understand this you only hear the rest of the story when you start believing in the story and that's it's we it cannot be shown to you otherwise um and so take heed in this and if you're miserable and your life's not going real well and you keep trying to persevere and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do it on your own willpower you may be looking at a moment where you might want to lean into somebody else's willpower 
and, and of course we should suggest going directly to the source um, of, of the greatest willpower. So um, anyway, that, Joy, I, I, I'm just kind of baffled right now. I'm like sitting here like, um, I don't even know if you and I should ever get together in the same place. I'm like, I'm not sure what would occur there, but, um, but, but there's, there's so much love and, and um, admiration that, that I'm feeling for you right now in your courage and in your walk and in your radical faith. And, and just, just from, from one sister to another, I, I honor you and I appreciate you doing that and continuing to encourage others in that direction. Well, it's like you mentioned, uh, there is this frequency. And that's one of the things that I really talk about in uh, my books, Beguiled Eden Armageddon, and also in my uh, Eden series, uh, The Knowledge of Good and Evil. Both of those series, there's like five different, there's five different books. There's two in the Eden books and uh, three in the Beguile books. But what I talk about is that all of us have a vibratory thing going on with our DNA. We all, all of our DNA is singing and we all have different songs. So the creator is like this huge conductor. And so he's got volumes over here and strings over here and drums over here and guitars over here. But if something changes in any one of those instruments, a good conductor knows okay, so-and-so's got a broke string and so-and-so over here has hit the wrong note. He can hear the change up because he's the, the conductor. So God is like this huge conductor and everything is singing. The sun has its own song. The moon is singing. I mean, everything has this vibratory thing going on. Even earth with its human resonance, it has its own vibratory state. And so when you understand how everything is singing and how creator is connected to that, and to the sound of that, and to the music of that, and how music is really this universal kind of language that's going on mathematically, it's absolutely amazing, because then you see how you really do connect with God the Father. And mm -hmm. like I say, the work that I did with the pineal gland and found out that in that gland, it has like a quartz-like capability, much like we used in transistor radios, to broadcast and receive. So there is absolutely something going on with a beacon in our head that literally mm -hmm. is able to connect. And if you look at that, it's so amazing because when you cross-section the brain, the, the cerebrum that goes across in the brain area there, they look like, if it's cross-section, like the actual wings on the Ark of the Covenant. And the pineal gland sits kind of right in the center, much like the mercy seat. And when you think about that Jesus told us, you know, that, his body was a temple, then you start seeing that there is something very important there. But then when you get into these other things like uh, the chakras and stuff like that, and you start bringing the serpent up the spine, you're literally bringing the serpent up into your holy of holies. So you understand that that's not a, that's not a good thing, that you li literally should be using scripture and, and meditating on God's word and not using any mantra or outside thing. Because if you do sometimes, like I mentioned before, you can bring Satan into the party line and, and you want to keep him out of the party line. And you know, there was a lady that went to uh, church with me for many, many years. And one of her dearest friends with Ray Stevens, and he wrote a song called turn your radio on. And every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you need to focus on the good vibration and focus on God. And, focus, you know, and that's the reason you should pay attention to stuff. So in my research, I kind of incorporate, actually incorporated some of that because there was this guy that took like nice plants and he put a plant in classical music and he put a plant in rap music. Mm -hmm. And what he found is that the plant in the classical music just flourished and the one in the rap music kind of died. And then he took the classical music plant and put it in with the rap 
and it died. So then it made me start looking at what is crystals do in water? And if you speak to water and then you freeze it, the crystals are very beautiful. They're like snowflake. Mm -hmm. And then if you take and you take a bottle of water and you just talk bad to it, would you believe when you freeze it, it's all jagged and all messed up. And so you're like, oh my gosh, it's almost like it picked up your words and it formed some terrible thing. Well, our bodies are about 90% water. So you imagine if we're hearing bad stuff all the time and thinking bad stuff, no wonder we're so sick. Mm-hmm. And if we focus on good things and the positive things and we do what scripture tells us to do, oh my gosh, that's why you're able to flourish and do in all kinds of situations. So it's quite amazing to me. It's just absolutely amazing to me that we can pull this off in a way that God has told us we could do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like amazed by it. And like well, I said, you- I mean, but with handicap, it just proved it to me even more, which really led to me being able to do things that I never dreamed. Even my best friend will go, Joy, I just knew when you were looking after your husband, she says, I expected you to die before he did. She said, because we couldn't believe how you could not sleep for over a year and never go to sleep. You were up 24 hours and you would just rest. But you could never sleep because I had to be gloved and gowned within seconds or he would strangle to death and die right there on me. So it was, wow. it was absolutely amazing what God, if you mm. just put your faith in him, what your body, what your spirit allows you to do. And that's why my mother always said, never judge a book by its cover because the outside might look really great, pretty and whatever, but inside can be so corrupt. So you <laughs> need to know that you need to be looking at the spirit of a person and not the broken body or the messed up body or whatever, because what lives inside of us is, oh my gosh, it's the main source of our strength. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Well, you, you just said so much there, folks. And I know some of you listening, that challenges some of the things that you believe. And our encouragement is always, don't run away from that. Let your faith be strengthened by things that you don't know if you believe or not, or you agree with, and, and be malleable. And Make sure that you know who your guidance is, where you're getting your information from, where where you're going to to say, hey, why does this bother me? Like, why do I feel angst inside? I said, why do I feel constriction? Why does, you know, we're so quick. Like somebody will say something like, oh yeah, oh, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Oh wait, I don't agree with that. Oh wait, we can't be friends. I must not, I can't agree with anything that you say. Oh, well that that takes that whole thing away. And this this person's actually my enemy now. And it's like, what? Like two seconds ago, you were in love with this person and they say one thing that you think you know something about or that threatens one of your belief systems and, and we're so quick to, to disregard. And so don't do that. Like stay in the dialogue. Say, okay, if you've got something happening inside of you that causes you discomfort, figure out why. Like why, why do I feel this way? Sometimes it, it, it's an old belief structure that you're being asked to look at. Sometimes it's a, a stu- superstition maybe that, that you're being asked to rewrite. Sometimes it's, it's hey, like this is wreaking havoc on your life and, and we're going to keep putting people in your path and, and situations in your path until you remember to look at this and to hand this over so that I can guide you better in it. So really, folks, this this is a very personal walk and every time you want to make it about I believe this, I don't believe this, or I think people can do this. I don't agree that people can do this. And I don't agree with the word that she used. And I don't agree with this. And da, 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 da. Right? Every time you do that, you're keeping yourself in prison. And that's fine. That's your choice. You have free will, but you don't have to live that way. You can make a different choice. And so continue to pursue your own expansion and find 
spirit in all of this, find that guiding light that you can follow. Maybe you just can't get behind God because you've had too many stories and too many wounds around that. Well, that's going to have to get reconciled too. Not that everybody has to believe in God, but it obviously exists in our collective. And so if you're feeling some angst with that, then it's probably time to get right with it and figure out what's at the heart of of that pain that you're in in the middle of. Um, And take ownership for where you're putting that on other people, right? And and blaming or judging other people because you're uncomfortable. Um, and, and that, that's really the only way through folks. It truly is the eye of the needle. Like you have to be willing to look at all of this and hand it all over. Um, you can't hold on to any of your stuff and think that you're going to ever feel really, truly free. Joy, I adore you. This has been so wonderful. I I love your work and you're such a font of wisdom and, um, and courage. And, and let's remind folks again, where we can send them to find out more about you. Yes, you can go to my website. It's www.drjoydrjoye.com. And you can go to my Facebook page. It's Joy, J-O-Y-E. The last name is Pew. It's spelled P as in Paul, U-G-H. And you can friend me there. And also uh, on my uh, website, there's a submission form. So if you've got any question about anything in in regard to work or whatever that I do, you can send me a question. And I'll be glad to answer that on my AMA show, Ask Me Anything show that I have once a month at the end of the month on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. And I usually answer all the questions that I have submission put to me at uh, my website there. And it's a pretty interesting show because I get a lot of questions. I, I mean, I, I feel like Dear Abby sometimes. I mean, That's I get any awesome. kind of questions. So it's pretty Aww. pretty interesting. And I try to answer those and try to give you uh, the right direction that you might need to take or the type of information you, do, you need to be seeking. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. What a beautiful gift to the world. And, and, and we appreciate you. And to all you out there, of course, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you for listening. Continue to share and spread hope. Um, until next time, go out. Uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care of yourselves, folks. Take care of each other. We love you. Goodbye for now. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.